Hello, this is Steve Durr. Today we're going to read from Acts chapter 15, starting in verse 22 and going to verse 35. And just for background, the Jesus movement was a Jewish movement, and therefore the devout Jews who followed Jesus as Messiah continued to follow the guidance of how God wanted them to live and worship. Therefore, they had a special diet. They were circumcised. They participated in worshiping in the feasts and at the temple. But now, Gentiles, non-Jews, were becoming followers of Jesus. And the question is, does a Gentile have to become Jewish to follow Jesus? There were people spreading that message around to the new Gentile followers of Jesus. But Paul and Barnabas disagreed with this. And this led to some division and a big discussion on what does it look like to follow Jesus if you're not Jewish. So a big meeting took place with the leaders of the Jesus movement in Jerusalem to seek God's direction. And so last time, we got to be a fly on the wall in that discussion, in that meeting. But now, the leaders in Jerusalem are sending a letter to the Gentile followers of Jesus with their decision. So let's pick it up. Then the apostles and elders together with the whole church in Jerusalem chose delegates, and they sent them to Antioch of Syria with Paul and Barnabas to report on this decision. The men chosen were two of the church leaders, Judas, also called Barsabbas, and Silas. This is the letter they took with them. This letter is from the apostles and elders, your brothers in Jerusalem. It is written to the Gentile believers in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia. Greetings. We understand that some men from here have troubled you and upset you with their teaching, but we did not send them. So we decided, having come to complete agreement, to send you official representatives, along with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are sending Judas and Silas to confirm what we have decided concerning your question. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay no greater burden on you than these few requirements. You must abstain from eating food offered to idols, from consuming blood or the meat of strangled animals, and from sexual immorality. If you do this, you will do well. Farewell. The messengers went at once to Antioch, where they called a general meeting of the believers and delivered the letter. And there was great joy throughout the church that day as they read this encouraging message. Then Judas and Silas, both being prophets, spoke at length to the believers, encouraging and strengthening their faith. They stayed for a while, and then the believers sent them back to the church in Jerusalem with a blessing of peace. Paul and Barnabas stayed in Antioch. They and many others taught and preached the word of the Lord there. Well, this letter reveals that something huge has just taken place. It's a big shift. It's so important that this message be received clearly that the leaders in Jerusalem sent it with two trusted, kind of neutral, I guess, leaders, Judas and Silas so that they can clearly attest to the decision and the desire of the church leaders in Jerusalem. And I love how this letter starts out. It says, this letter is from the leaders, your brothers in Jerusalem. Your brothers in Jerusalem. 
Thanks to Jesus, the great dividing wall between Jew and Gentile is torn down and the outsider Gentiles are now called brothers. A new family is being put together thanks to Jesus. Imagine the encouragement of being called family. Then the letter speaks affirming Paul and Barnabas. In other words, these guys are our beloved brothers. We're in, a, we're in agreement with them. We trust them, so follow their lead. <laughs> and then the letter has an interesting line and real clear guidance. It says, For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay no great burden on you other than these few requirements. You must abstain from eating food, offered idols, from consuming blood, or the meat of strangled animals, and from sexual immorality. But I, I love that line. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. Clearly, the leaders of the church family in Jerusalem were seeking the Spirit of God's direction and guidance. We're unclear how they discerned or understood what the Spirit desired, but whether it was through a sense of unity that they had together about the direction they were going, or it was some kind of like a prophet or multiple prophets, people listening to the Spirit of God, listening for the Spirit's voice and direction, sharing that, um, either way, they took this decision seriously and they sought the Spirit's direction and will. It's amazing that such a divisive issue was able to be addressed and worked through. Nowadays, you'd just get up and leave if you disagree, and you'd go find someone else or some other community to belong to who agrees with you. However, it's the Spirit of God who unifies followers of Jesus and leads them, even with differences, into new and even uncomfortable territory. <laughs> oh, to be able to be a part of a faith community with all its diversity, all its different experiences, all of its uniqueness, and experience a unity of purpose, a unity in Jesus, a unity of love, a unity to putting the kingdom of God above personal opinion. A unity that isn't uniformity, but a binding together, a shared destiny, a common identity, thanks to the Spirit of God. These followers of Jesus believe that God is at work, speaking and desiring to lead them. And that's why I love that line. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. The Spirit of God is an active leading participant among them. Now, what did they sense from God's Spirit? And what were they feeling led to communicate? They were sensing this. Let's not make it more difficult for these Gentiles to follow Jesus by piling on additional traditions and stuff to do. So, they don't have to be circumcised. That's a win. <laughs> and they're able to eat their normal diet, which is great. But they should be sensitive to the Jewish people among them. And so they should help preserve the unity in the Gentile and Jewish mixed church. And so they tell the Gentiles to eat in a way that wouldn't be offensive and cause division with their Jewish brothers and sisters and wouldn't lead them back into their old way of life of worshiping idols. So they guide the Gentiles to not eat meat that's been sacrificed to false gods. And so they also guide the Gentiles to avoid eating blood or strangled meat. And then they tell them to follow God's sexual guidance. Live with your body differently. 
So you're going to look countercultural to the culture around you. Now, what was the response of the people who received the letter? It says there was great joy throughout the church that day as they read this encouraging message. This was a game-changing moment. It came about because the Spirit of God was reaching people who had never been reached before. This created questions about what it meant to really be a follower of Jesus, what matters most, and how to help new people be a part of the faith family who were very different than those who had been involved from the get-go. When we join God on mission, and here's a little principle, I think, when we join God on mission and the Holy Spirit moves in unexpected ways, because the Holy Spirit does that, and we encounter God uh, inviting different types of people into the faith family, it can become um, exciting and comfortable. People may vote differently than we do. They may have different causes they trumpet. People may dress differently. They may parent differently. They may have different values. They may express themselves differently. They might not know the proper way to do things. (laughs) And when this happens, because the Holy Spirit's bringing all kinds of different people in, we can either seek the Holy Spirit to continue to unify us in Jesus and fight for that unity, or we can get uncomfortable and we can leave to find a group of people who think, act, say things just like us. Mission is messy. Mission is messy. Therefore, it's essential that followers of Jesus keep the main thing the main thing. Keep Jesus and his kingdom front and center. It's imperative to take our differences and questions and concerns together to the Holy Spirit and allow God to guide us. And so are you experiencing any division or challenge today because mission is messy? How might the Spirit of God lead and guide you and those around you to come together, to call one another brother and sister, and humbly follow what seems good to the Holy Spirit and to you? Where do you sense that you're being challenged to fight for unity in your relationships? And so how's God speaking to you today? And what will be your response? Let's pray together. God, send us out and surprise us. Help us to, as Ephesians 4 says, lead a life worthy of our calling from you. Make us humble and gentle. Help us to be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because we've experienced your love. Continue to unite us in the Spirit. Bind us together with peace. For you tell us that there is one body and one spirit, and we've been called to one glorious hope for the future. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day.